0: now david fiorazzo good
1: morning brothers and sisters in christ thank you so much for tuning in to stand up for the truth Uh, we appreciate you guys and um just just thanks for your support i'm gonna read some comments in just a few minutes i don't usually do that um thank you for that text by the way um i want this to be more of an interactive podcast today if you have any comments at all about anything that's going on in the news out there um give me a holler and you can uh email comments at standardforthetruth.com or you can text uh 31377 Let's see. Yes, 31377. Is that right? Yeah. Okay.
0: They have to to speak up.
1: Oh, the, yeah. Text speak up. Right. 231377. They can't just throw in 31377. No. All right. We don't know who they are. until <laughs> they sign up. I know. I am so low tech you guys. This is awful. Um Okay, I do want to share also about the Ravi Zacharias situation. Um, I'm surprised we didn't get more feedback on that yesterday. If you missed yesterday's podcast with George Carneal, a former homosexual, um, you know, he talked about how the LGBTQ community comes against him and tries to ignore him like he is not even human because he used to be homosexual for 25 years and now he is saved and and redeemed and healed. But... um, we talked about Ravi Zacharias in segment two, and it's the sad story of his, the true sexual scandal and sexual impropriety that he hid. He basically lived a double life. Christian leaders will fall, and we cannot be discouraged when that happens. Um, so, anyway, text speak up to 31377. If you have any input on anything we are going to go over today, a lot of news stories, and I mean a lot to cover. So I'll try to read the nuts and bolts of the stories and move on instead of spending too much time on one particular story. So it's open, as we always do, asking God for help. Lord, thank you for giving us another day. Great is your faithfulness, and we thank you for waking us up today. And you have a purpose for each one of us. You have a purpose for everyone within the sound of my voice. And anyone, God, that's in Christ You want them to draw near to you and bear fruit. Well, help us to do that, Lord, especially fruit that will last. We know the gospel is the power of God to salvation, and help us to always always have your word in our heart and on our lips so that we may speak the truth in love. And one day at a time, we love you, we trust you, and thank you so much, Father. Uh, Give us wisdom today. In Jesus' name, amen. 1 John 3, 1. See how great a love the Father has given us that we would be called children of God. And in fact, we are. For this reason, the world does not know us because it did not know Him. Beloved, now we are children of God, and it has not appeared as yet what we will be, but we know that when He appears, we will be like Him because we will see Him just as He is. And everyone who has this hope set on Him purifies Himself just as he is pure. And everyone who practices sin also practices lawlessness. And sin is lawlessness. And my goodness, the, the good news that uh, he appeared in order to take away sins and to destroy the works of the devil. So praise God for Jesus and the truth. All right uh, today's guest an author associate pastor media contributor radio talk show host he's been involved in the broadcasting and entertainment industries for over 30 years christian ministry for over 25 years he is a culture observer he loves the word of god and strives to defend and proclaim the truth of jesus christ without apology or compromise who is this guy david fiorazzo um no, i was just reading my bio uh, patrick wood was our guest today he canceled he's got the flu uh, just let me know this morning, so we apologize. We had promoted that a little bit, and uh, Patrick Wood from Technocracy News, but I've got a couple articles from his website that are fascinating that we're going to get to. So um, there is an election in s- several states, I believe, but in Wisconsin, there is a spring nonpartisan primary election, and the top vote-getters will continue on to the April 6th general election. You can check out the sample ballot by going to My Vote dot w i dot gov that's my dot w i dot gov and or you can go to wisconsin dot org I'm that's w thats wi familyaction.org dot Family org w i okay the first story um wow San Francisco there's a high number of suicides and In one school district in San Francisco, now this is happening across the country because of COVID, because of kids not being back in class, because of this just life change that we've had. A lot of families are struggling across the country because of not COVID, but our reaction to and government mandates uh, and schools with not being in session. Um, So San Francisco is now suing its own school district to get children back in the classrooms. We'll see, probably see more of these lawsuits to come, but the New York post reports health experts say that keeping schools closed is catalyzing a mental health crisis among school aged children. City and county public schools have been closed due to COVID-19 scam. dem I mean, pandemic since last March. Can you imagine that <laughs> the teachers in those schools? They've had like almost a year vacation. Um, and this affects roughly 52,000 students in that one district alone. And uh, San Francisco attorney, the city attorney, is filing um, affidavits from parents, doctors, hospitals in the San Fran area on the problems of continued distance. Uh, learning and the effects social distancing has on children and not being able to be at school with their peers. around. They, the kids don't understand, the, especially the youngest uh, children. They don't understand what's going on. So one mother, her name is Allison, said she recently found her 15-year-old daughter curled up in a fetal position crying next to her laptop, and uh, she said her daughter often cries in the middle of the day out of frustration and says she is, quote, losing faith not just in the school district but in the world. Stop. We have the answer. It's Jesus Christ. We have the answer. They're losing faith in the school system, in government, which runs the school system, and in the world, but they need to know that there is hope that they can put their faith in Jesus. That won't change the school system, (laughs) but it will give them hope and give them peace, and the Spirit of God will come in and and radically work in their hearts, and they'll have that perspective that is not just self-focused and this temporary. But our our hearts go out to parents who are seeing their children go through this suffering. Um, Another mother has seen a major regression in her 7-year-old, Son who has uncontrollable meltdowns that the whole house and that that turns the whole house upside down, she says. And then her 10-year-old daughter is experiencing depression and anger and she fears her daughter's mental health will continue to, that she will continue to suffer until in-person learning resumes. Um, Children's Hospital there, Out in the West Coast, uh, 66% increase in the number of suicidal children in the emergency room. A 75% increase in youth who required hospitalization for mental health services, the lawsuit said. We'll put this uh, story up on our website in the podcast post at StandUpForTheTruth.com. Lockdown, another article. uh, This is over at Breitbart. Lockdown is damaging children as cases of young people with mental health problems soar. Now, this one is a a London psychiatrist has said he is not under any doubt that the coronavirus lockdown has led to a surge in mental health referrals. No kidding. Especially for children, saying the figure has skyrocketed. Um, He describes seeing a rise in children who have cut themselves or taken overdoses. These are... The kids are coming into emergency rooms. Parents are bringing their kids in. He said he has seen other children suffering from eating disorders, uh, losing such a drastic amount of weight that doctors are fighting to save their lives. The "The closure of schools, the lack of contact with friends, and stopping all sports activities is having a particularly damaging effect on children. Isn't this common sense, friends? Isn't it? One can only say... The major factor across it all is the pandemic. The lack of activities, lack of schooling, lack of opportunities, to young people, and probably a deterioration of well being of their parents not being able to cope. This affects children too. I'm not going to belabor that point, but we'll put these articles up. This is happening. One interesting story out of Tennessee, and this is over at Discern, D I S R N. Um, Tennessee legislators are creating a bill to prevent businesses from discriminating, discriminating against customers that do not wear masks, <laughs> maskless customers. So there are lawmakers around the country now in different states saying, wait a minute, we don't want people that either cannot wear a mask or just simply don't believe it's healthy or do not want to. We don't want to discriminate against them. We don't want them to be shamed. So their lawmakers are creating a bill And this one is in Tennessee. It's to prevent businesses from discriminating against those customers. So it's the Medical Non-Discrimination Business and Consumer Act. So isn't that interesting? It says, for customers, this bill would serve to make it unlawful for a business of public accommodation, grocery stores, restaurants, movie theaters, gyms, and the like, to discriminate against a consumer on a medical basis. Uh, Functionally, this bill... Uh, means that a business of public accommodation would not make a policy requiring the wearing of a mask or the use of any medical device, including treatment such as immunizations, in order to purchase goods and or services from businesses here in Tennessee. So I thought that's a a very interesting um, story as well. Now, I do want to share... The story we shared a little bit, I think, was it yesterday about um, Cuomo, what he's doing in New York, which is tragic or what he did, and that he was hailed as a hero for his handling of COVID-19, and now we're finding out he lied. They covered up the numbers. There's articles all over the place coming up. Um, it is so sad, friends. this is at the expense of people's lives. Uh, the numbers now, they're saying it, it may be even double. As far as the deaths, the deaths that um, are, have taken place just in New York alone, New York City. Um, okay, let me just share this. I saw a percentage there that they lowballed the number. I think it's they lowballed it by 43%. So, New York Governor Andrew Cuomo actually won an Emmy from his friends and fawning sycophants in Hollywood for his COVID press briefings back in November. Understand what was going on, you guys. This is this upside-down culture and world that we're living in. He was sending people that had COVID into nursing homes because they had the beds or they had the spaces, knowing that the elderly and nursing home residents were the most vulnerable COVID spread, And people started dying, and he was holding these press conferences saying it's Trump's fault. Well, three months later, Americans are finding out just how big a performance that was in those press briefings from um, Cuomo. Knee deep into a nursing home scandal now that liberals are surprisingly silent about. Not surprisingly. We're learning just how much of an act his concern for New Yorkers really was. Even after his decision to send infected COVID patients to nursing homes, Cuomo never apologized. Now, he's getting sued, rightfully so. But think about the families of these people. The action created an uproar on both sides of the aisle, led to a massive outbreak of the virus, and the deaths of more than... 13,297 senior citizens. Um, Almost a year later, his aide, if you haven't heard the story, Melissa DeRosa, apologized for that policy, but she didn't apologize to families who lost loved ones. Her concern was for any political inconvenience, reflecting negatively on the Democrats. Isn't this just crazy, politicizing this, death, um in the bombshell video call with the governor's party she told democrats i don't understand i do understand the position that you were put in i know that is not fair it was not our intention blah 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 so we do apologize so she admitted in fact there was a massive cover up which naturally she blames on donald trump seriously you guys their handling of it in new york and their policy to send COVID patients into the nursing homes, instead of using a field hospital hospital, or the ship that came in um, that was docked there with COVID hospital beds, a medical ship, and um, I think Samaritan's Purse put up a big facility that they took down eventually because they they had empty beds that wasn't being used. They sent them into nursing homes instead. <sighs> mm. um, okay, here we go. They downplayed the numbers because of they were terrified of a DOJ investigation. They downplayed the COVID deaths by an astonishing 43%. There's the number. She said basically, we froze. Um, we didn't want to reflect ne- negatively on, of course, their party. And everything was politicized at that time. That's no excuse, friends. I don't care. You don't care that it was politicized. We want the truth, and we can't even trust. Our governors, I know we can't trust the media, that goes without saying, but we can't trust our governors and mayors and people that are supposed to be serving the citizens, the lesser magistrates. They're supposed to be serving. Anyway, so that's another story we'll put in today's notes. Um, Okay, before we wrap up this first segment, um, I told you I wanted to share a few comments, and I just really appreciate you guys. Uh, We've gotten more feedback in the last six months than I can ever remember. And it's interesting, that's when we kind of made a, a little change in the, the, the guests that we, ha- we added to the podcast, some of the pastors. I call them Patriot Pastors. Um, so uh, Matt writes in, Did you know that God has raised you up to where you are right now for such a time as this? Speaking of Stand Up For The Truth. Keep sharing the gospel unashamedly. I pray for God's continual hedge of protection around you, your family, and Q90FM. Um, Amber writes in, just wanted to reach out and say that today's Stand Up For The Truth was so good. All of the shows are great, but even with the difficult news in today's episode, I think that was a week ago, I am so encouraged by the perspective. Thank you all for your hard work and for putting these podcasts together, praying for you and your ministry. God bless you, Amber. We need it. Thank you. Um, I got uh, brief notes from Judy, Chris. Uh, by the way, Chris, uh, thank you, brother. I We did schedule, um, uh, who was it? Cal Beisner. Yes, we scheduled Cal Beisner on your recommendation. Uh, Renell, Brian, Armand, and Tina. Thank you guys for the recent notes or messages within the last week. But I want to share one from Canada, eh? Arlene and Charlie. They are from... Alberta, Canada, listening online at Q90FM.com. Shout out to you guys. I've listened to your podcast quite regularly and have shared them with family and friends. I want to thank you again for your courageous and inspiring interviews with a wide variety of pastors and truth-tellers. It's our family's goal also to stand up for the truth and in the Lord himself and learn from godly men and women who speak it to others. You are a great help to direct us to great, a great many men and women of faith, Plus, uh, you are one yourself. God bless you. Uh, Thank you, Arlene and uh, Charlie. And then she says, May you be refreshed, kept, and strengthened by the Lord. I think of many scriptures to send to encourage you, and uh, we are praying for you. Philemon 1, verses 4 through 7, she sent, We thank our God always, making mention of you in our prayers, because we hear of your love and the faith which you have toward the Lord Jesus and toward the saints, and we pray that the fellowship of your faith may become effective through the knowledge of every good thing which is in you for Christ's sake for we have come to have much joy and comfort in your love and ministry because the hearts of the saints have been refreshed through you brother that's Philemon 1 4 through 7 a little bit more when we get back Arlene and Charlie thank you guys so much shout out to our northern neighbors up in Canada praise God Um, we're talking about Donald not Donald Anthony Fauci when we get back, plus ISIS. ISIS is creeping back in. We'll mention the 1619 Project and the female god some Democrats
0: are praying to when we come back on Stand Up For The Truth. Your monthly financial support of StandUpForTheTruth.com is needed and appreciated. Now, back to today's Stand Up For The Truth with David Fiorazzo. All right, uh, did
1: you guys see the video of the guy that— went into a grocery store I'm assuming with his wife and she's got her mask on and he actually has a the, the light blue um it, he painted a mask on his face did you see that video <laughs> he painted the mask with the light blue around his uh, nose mouth and chin and with the white lines that go behind his ears and down the it's, it's hilarious and I didn't think anybody said anything but when he got outside walked down the street um, he said hi to a police officer, and the police officer asked him if he could take his picture <laughs> of the painted on mask. Oh, my goodness. You got to have some fun with this stuff. Um, I got a text from uh, Mr. Menzel, my, uh, my producer over at Freedom Project Media, which I do a weekly article and video for. And this, I guess, this week's really hit a nerve. Um, he texted me 75,000 views. He texted me at 8 a.m. this morning. I just went over and looked at it. It's at 83,000 views. Why? It's not me. It's not Freedom Project. It's the content. We talked about a very concerning move by the left, by the the Democrats. It's called For the People Act. Remember, I talked about this last week. It's for the people. Of course it's for the people. It's going to help the people because we love all people. Lies. Uh, they only love the left. But anyway, uh, so Nancy Pelosi's power grab, HR1, look that up, please. In fact, I should probably put this link in today's podcast post. It's called For the People Act. It, they want to micromanage the election process, basically take states' power and give it all to the feds when it comes to the election, overseeing elections. Um, just, I'll just jump down to some bullet points and just re- remind you guys what is entailed here in For the People Act. It would prohibit voter ID requirements. Uh, it would strict signature matching. Um, it would allow automatic voter registration. It puts limits on uh, data required time frames by which states can remove dead voters from voter rolls and people that don't belong on there. Duplicates. It takes redistricting out of the control of states. It prohibits states from restricting felons from voting and it also would require here's this is concerning with our cancel culture today it would require disclosure of donors for certain politically active groups in a public database meaning if you gave money to a christian candidate or a conservative candidate or a pro life group or a nonprofit that's republican or pro life they would make they want to make these uh dis, these donor whoever donates public Public records, so they can cancel you and intimidate you like they've been trying to do. For the People Act, H.R. 1, keep your eyes out for that. Now, another act. Um, Let's just mention briefly the 1619 Project. Um, We could spend a lot of time on this. We've talked about critical race theory. Uh, We've talked about this Marxism that's spreading, cultural Marxism in our culture. It's already in the schools. Very briefly, if you haven't heard, The 1619 Project is a deliberate effort to undermine education and target Middle America. What? How? Middle America is the final and most formidable obstacle for woke cultural institutions. The New York Times 1619 Project supplants 1776 as the date of America's founding and they, they say were founded in 1619. How do they come to that conclusion? Well, because that was the year slaves were first brought to America. The New York Times and the 1619 Project wants to do this because America's founding principles are the source of our unity as a people. You remove God, remove our founding principles and the Constitution, and it kind of falls apart. The ideas of the Constitution and the Declaration Along with our true history, our language, land, institutions, forged us into one nation under God, into one people. So if Americans are taught to reject our founding principles and the truth of when we were birthed as a nation, that leaves room for us to be defined and shaped by new ideas and theories, right? Such as the 1619 Project. It proposes an alternative founding principle, which is Identity politics. America is, is not one, but a plurality of oppressed or oppressor groups. America was born out of a conflict between free and enslaved people and is defined to this day by struggles between men and women, uh, women, straight and gay, black and white, etc., etc. So, to construct this narrative, the writers of the 1619 Project had to ignore certain historical facts. Rather than elevate our history and founding documents objectively, I'm sorry, rather than evaluate our history and founding documents, they had to craft a theory first, and then they looked for evidence to try to fit that narrative, and that's what's going on now. So from what I understand, critical race theory is already in our universities It's already in some public schools across America because the government is infusing this into so-called education and our history. It's already in um, from articles I've looked at. Let's see. um, Okay, we won't go into that. But it has also won awards already for being such a brilliant uh, curriculum, I guess. But it's in schools, friends, parents, This is what you need to be concerned about, as if you don't have enough to worry about with the godless education, the hyper-sexualized perversion that's being promoted as health or as sex education. Now you've got to worry about uh, the rewriting of our history even more. And we, we found out last year when we talked about cancel culture, they were they were attacking unarmed harmless statues across the country historical markers and tearing them down. Why? Because they want to... It's a communist tactic, friends. They want to destroy our history and put their own in there. That's how you take down a republic. You destroy its its morality and destroy its history and our Constitution. So let's move on. Uh, Speaking of cancel culture, um, fans are petitioning to get uh, Gina Carano rehired. She's the uh, Disney actress um, because she was fired last week from the Mandalorian she was let go over conservative viewpoints that she shared on social media and content that drew the ire of some fans and leftists Uh, Disney said the decision to let her go was made over denigrating people based on their cultural and religious identities and now there's a petition so far more than 20,000 people in a couple days but I'm not sure she wants to go back with Disney. Matt, uh, I'm sorry, um, Ben Shapiro of The Daily Wire uh, is now, they're connecting. They're going to do, a, a, I believe, a project, a film or something. But she might not be interested in going back to, to Disney. The actress made the announcement um, that The Daily Wire offered her a role as a producer in its new entertainment division. Quote, The Daily Wire is helping make one of my dreams to develop and produce my own film, Come true, said Carano. I cried out, and my prayer was answered, she said. I'm sending out a direct message of hope to everyone living in fear of cancellation by the totalitarian mob. I have only just begun using my voice, which is now freer than ever before, and I hope it inspires others to do the same. They can't cancel us if we don't let them. The Daily Wire's Ben Shapiro confirmed the news, saying that the outlet could not be more excited to work with Carano. Quote, We're eager to bring Gina's talent to Americans who love her, and we're just as eager to show Hollywood that if they want to keep canceling those who think differently, they'll just be helping us build the X-Wing to take down their Death Star. Said Ben Shapiro. So check out the Daily Wire. Um, Another story, let's move right along here. I know we're moving fast today. There's still that one about a little background on Dr. Fauci. That's coming up. But I want to talk about Sharia law, ISIS, and Islam for a minute. This kind of falls in line with the cancel culture. By the way, if you want to connect here, send a text to uh, 31377. Just type speak up to 31377 if you want to connect or, or give a comment here on any of these stories. So over at Amazon, the uh, giant, Amazon.com, Sharia-enforcing Amazon, brown shirts, delete a book that criticized Islam. Now, they've taken Christian books off of Amazon. They've taken books that were truthful about transgenderism and the concerns about the mental health and transgender ideology. Amazon is kind of canceling some of its authors. But here's uh, the original source is PJ Media. The Freedom of Speech is on the Ropes, and it just received another body blow. Over at Amazon, you can still get Nitschke's God is Dead, God Remains Dead, and We Have Killed Him. You can still get Richard Dawkins' The God Delusion. You can still get Christianity Disproved, the conclusive proof that Christianity is false. You can get God Needs to Go, Why Christian Beliefs Fail, and other books such as All That's Wrong with the Bible, contradictions absurdities and more you can get four disturbing questions with one simple answer breaking the spell of Christian belief and on and on and on but you can't get a book called Allah is dead why Islam is not a religion by the new English reviews Rebecca Bynum so they removed this book and by the way our guest um, Elijah Abraham who we got to get back on again. He was just on a month and a half ago or less. Um, He's always gone on record to say Islam is a socio-political economic system that uses a religion or a false deity to advance its agenda. Those are the words of Elijah Abraham, former Muslim and now a a teacher of pastors. And Elijah Abraham, if you want to look up any of his podcasts with us at StandUpForTheTruth.com, So, now that the winter of leftist Islamic censorship is upon us in a big way, Amazon has removed Rebecca Bynum's book from sale so as not to offend those who must not be offended, right? And to stick to offending those who can and must be offended with impunity, Christians. This is done at least in part because those who must not be offended might kill you, meaning ISIS or radical Islam. While those who must be offended... Will not. But the book was available for 10 years. The difference now is that the fascists are emboldened as never before and have decided now is the time for them to act. And so we see it again, yet again. Criticize Christianity, and you'll be celebrated as a heroic, courageous intellectual, standing up against the forces of reaction. Um, Let's see. Criticize Islam, on the other hand, and you'll be excoriated as a racist, one more time, kids. Islam is not a race. And indeed, any belief system that you can ascribe to or discard is is not and cannot be a race. Um, bigoted, Islamophobe, uh, the Southern Poverty Law Center will call you a hate group leader. And make sure that all good, right-thinking people don't come near you with a 10-foot pole. Now, I, he goes on to say, Um, In in saying that I disagree with some parts of her book, I am most decidedly not saying that I believe she should be silenced, this author that wrote about uh, Islam or Sharia. Uh, I believe that ideas should be evaluated on the basis of whether and and to what extent they correspond to and correspond to reality. I'm sorry. So there is more. Um, but that article, basically about Amazon taking books off that they don't agree with. A quick story from Washington Times. ISIS, we're back. Really? This is by Cheryl Chumley. By the way, I've got to reach out to her. She's got a book, um, brand-new book out on socialism that uh, I've really got to get her on the podcast. But over at the Washington Times, um, she says, and just like that, ISIS is back. It's really no coincidence that as soon as Strong on foreign policy, Donald Trump exited the White House and weak with overseas players Joe Biden entered that headlines started blasting this. Quote, ISIS could regain capacity to orchestrate attacks in 2021. It's what happens when cupcakes lead. Evil flourishes. Referring to Joe Biden as a cupcake. That's from Cheryl Chumley at the Washington Times. And the threat posed by ISIS to international peace and security is on the rise again, said Vladimir Vladimir Voronkov, the Undersecretary General of the UN Officer of Counterterrorism, in a briefing to the Security Council. And he said, It's crucial, it is crucial that member states remain focused and united to counter it, he went on, despite the strains and Competing priorities brought by the COVID-19 pandemic. And in fact, what he's saying is you've got to be ready for ISIS and in fact counter them and fight them and forget the, the pandemic nonsense. You're talking about a movement that just wants to kill, steal, and destroy. He blamed the virus for the sudden resurgence of ISIS. And even though Trump dealt with the virus for an entire year, absent the resurgent of ISIS. Interesting. Quote, Its core in Iraq and Syria and its affiliates in other conflict zones have continued to take advantage of the disruption caused by the virus to step up their operations with a number of high-profile attacks, Voronkov said. Um, ISIS claimed responsibility for a suicide bombing in Baghdad on January 21st that left dozens dead. And now Kurds are fleeing Iraq. Quote, Kurds warn of growing Islamic State capabilities in Iraq. That was reported by Voice of America. So the bottom line here, what a difference an administration makes. We crushed the caliphate, said Mike Pompeo, then Secretary of State, last September. And now ISIS is beginning to rise up again. We're seeing signs of that. You'll see more articles come out about this. But it is because a weak on terrorism and a weak man is in office as president. That would be President Joe Biden. Um, Let's see. Oh, let me just share some. He said President Trump unleashed our capabilities, our military, our intelligence capabilities, all of our diplomatic efforts. We built a coalition of 80 plus countries and we we crushed The caliphate. ISIS, if you remember, in the last, what, three, four years, nowhere to be found. Then came November 2020, (laughs) the election, right? Then came a new face in the White House, and then, quote, an Islamist insurgency is gaining ground and showing a strong allegiance to the Islamic state. And that was even in the Washington Compost, uh, the Washington Post. That was on November 13, when they even admitted and Islamist insurgency was on the rise so interesting but sad Uh, i I'll never understand why the left doesn't want to protect not only American citizens but people around the world and freedom around the world they just want to let Isis gain more power I don't get it I know it's a failed foreign policy and a warped worldview but that's the way it is now when we come back Fauci looks to to the United Nations to rebuild the infrastructure of human existence. And Eric Swalwell, a Democrat, suggests that God herself wouldn't help
0: them. Coming up. Thank you for listening and sharing today's show via StandUpForTheTruth.com slash podcast. Now, back to Stand Up For The Truth. Here's David Fiorazzo.
1: Minneapolis begs for cops to return after uh, the, the defund the police movement backfired. The department says it has only 638 officers available to work, roughly 200 less or fewer than usual. Um, Texas deploys National Guard as grid chaos leaves millions freezing in darkness with no power. Uh, Sad. Pray for them. In other states, actually, um, the Southwest Power Pool, SSP, manages the electric grid and wholesale power market for the central U.S., including Kansas, Oklahoma, portions of New Mexico, Texas, Arkansas, Louisiana, South Dakota, North Dakota, Missouri. Wow. Wyoming, Nebraska. Uh, They released an update um, yesterday afternoon saying states have curtailed energy usage to balance supply and demand. Um, Tucker Carlson video, everything the media told you about January 6th is a lie. That's over at Front Page Magazine, Front Page Mag. And now, God herself, Eric Swalwell, suggests he's the one that dated a Chinese spy. And, you know, <laughs> no investigation, no, no accountability. What, the times he was accusing Trump of colluding with Russia, he was dating a Chinese woman who was a spy. Communist. Eric Swalwell, look it up. If you don't know the, the background on that story, it's astounding to me the, the double standards of the De- Democrat media in America. But that's you look it up. Uh, let's just get into this one, though. So he's a Democrat from California. <laughs> he isn't respecting God's pronouns during an interview on a- MSNBC. Is that are they still around, by the way? Um, I guess they are. Nicole Wallace, I, I'm guessing she's an anchor there. Swalwell, by the way, and like I said, one of the House impeachment managers for the Democrats' second impeachment attempt to convict uh, now former President Donald Trump, referred to God using female pronouns. He said this. We could have called God herself and the Republicans weren't going to be willing to convict Trump. So we're proud of the case we put forward. We could have called God herself. I'm just letting that sink in for a minute in that pregnant pause, letting you understand the Democrats have a lot of ideas of what God is, and it is not the one true living God, Jesus Christ, the King of kings, the Lord of lords, by the way, at that name, Jesus, and they diss Jesus and mock Jesus and those who follow Jesus constantly not only in their words and their attitude and their arrogance, but also in the policies that they promote. Every knee will bow one day, and every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord of the glory of God the Father. And there are some knees that will bow and some tongues that will confess against their will, and then they will go to eternal separation from God and condemnation and hellfire forever in darkness, where the Bible describes it, partly as weeping and gnashing of teeth, eternal darkness, death. But their spirits will live forever in this place. If you don't believe there is a real hell in the afterlife and a real heaven, that is why we are here, to warn people. And it's not up to us whether they accept it or not. That's God working in their hearts, hopefully, to prepare their hearts for the seeds to be planted of the gospel. But it, it's once we share the truth with them, they'll react however they will. It doesn't reflect on us. It's just the truth that we've got to continue to share. But anyway, so he sees God as a woman. Wasn't it the shack that did the same thing, it saw God as a black woman? And a lot of people see goddesses as controlling the world. They even refer to Mother Nature, Gaia, the female god. Uh, Mother Earth, we don't want to fe- offend Mother Earth by our um, industry and by carbon w- what emissions and all that, right? So they're putting this female tag and categorizing God as a, having female attributes or being female as an entity because God does have male and female. He created them male and female. Anyway, we won't get into the creation story, but just wanted to share with you. These, some people, I mean, Nancy Pelosi's got her version of God. So does Joe Biden. I know a lot of Catholics disagree with them on their stances on uh, abortion, on creation, on marriage between one man and one woman, on socialism, on so many other things, lying and, and stealing people's money and giving to others. It's socialism. So I know a lot of Catholics look at them and go, wait a minute, you say you're a Catholic? That's not what my church teaches. And I'm not endorsing Catholic doctrine by any stretch. But we, but this, God, let me read that again. God herself, we, we could have called God herself, and the Republicans weren't going to be willing to convict Trump. A lot of ideas of what God is. Now, Anthony Fauci, he looks to the UN to rebuild the infrastructure of human existence. Fauci is a United Nations wolf in sheep's clothing. This is over at technocracy.news. Telling America why it's so important to save lives from the dreaded COVID-19 virus while pandering for the most radical parts of the United Nations agenda for the world, that is, sustainable developments. Whenever you hear sustainable nowadays, perk up, red flag, that's rabid environmentalist, Lingo, it's one of their terms that they use, sustainable development. That means nature matters more than people, for one thing. Um, Animals matter more than people, (laughs) but nature definitely matters more than people. So they're all about population control. Um, In his paper, Emerging Pandemic Diseases, How We Got to COVID-19, Dr. Anthony Fauci wrote the following, quote, Living in greater harmony with nature will require changes in human behavior, as well as other radical changes that may take decades to achieve. Rebuilding the infrastructures of human existence, from cities to homes to workplaces to water and sewer systems to recreational and gatherings, venues in In such a transformation, we will need to prioritize changes in those human behaviors that constitute risks for the emergence of infectious diseases. Chief among them are reducing crowding at home, work, and in public places, as well as minimizing environmental perturbations such as deforestation, intense urbanization, and intense animal farming. Equally important are ending global poverty. Wait a minute, I thought Lyndon Johnson and the Democrats did that with the, you know, uh, what was that? In the 1960s, 65, was it? (laughs) Sorry, I had to throw that in there. (laughs) Look up the Great Society, Lyndon Johnson's Great Society. It's supposed to help the black community and those impoverished and eradicate poverty in America. And here we still have poverty in America. Jesus said that, didn't he? You will always have the poor among you. Back to Fauci's quote, Equally important to our ending global poverty, improving sanitation and hygiene, and reducing unsafe exposure to animals so that humans and potential human pathogens have limited opportunities for contact. So this, according to the Technocracy News editor, and I was going to have Patrick Wood on today to expound on this, but it's plain evidence that Fauci is an agent for the United Nations, and that he is a self-professed social engineer who wants to rebuild the, quote, infrastructures of human existence. Why should Fauci's phony propaganda be so hard for Americans to understand? It's because technocrats have created and leveraged fear to the whole world, making populations wide open to their, quote, suggestions and, Solutions. I will put that article in today's podcast notes at truth dot com. Technocracy's plan for the world excludes the existence of America. The evidence uh, is overwhelming that scientific dictatorship seeks to crush the middle class in America, which largely represents the populist movement. It will destroy the right to own property and turn a large percentage of our population into. Vagabonds, that's what uh, one editor says. Two things occurred, Leo Homan wrote this, two things occurred this week that should have your attention and not, no, one of them is not the cartoonish second impeachment trial of former President Donald Trump. Don't let the media lure you into this drama. Remember we said last week, friends, it's, it's a diversion, a diversion. Um, as the first Two days of the trial proved, and the trial overall proved, it was nothing more than emotion-driven theatrics. Democrats are covering up for Joe Biden's radical policies and what's going on behind the impeachment sham. They're notorious for murdering the facts and appealing to people's base emotions, and this trial is more of the same, was more of the same now that it's over. Its purpose had little to do with the former president and everything to do with you, Mr. and Mrs. Conservative American. If they can criminalize the former president or, at the very least, tarnish his reputation beyond repair, they will use that to criminalize and or tarnish those who supported his America First policies. That's what they're really after, so don't let them get into your head. Call it what it is, openly and boldly, dramatic theater meant to sway the ignorant and uninformed And don't let them forget that you are awake and aware. And, well, millions were immersed in that sideshow. Globalist elites at the Davos-based World Economic Forum and their comrades at the United Nations, the IMF, the EU, the British royal family, and the Vatican, they're scheming behind closed doors with China and China's new, what they're calling a puppet regime in Washington, the Biden-Harris administration cozying up to China on how to implement the rest of their global economy. The Great Reset, as they have branded. Remember, we've talked a lot about that. But as long as you are distracted and in fear, you will not be paying attention to what they're doing and won't be able to uh, you know, share the truth. The left, one point from this article by Leo Homan, the left... Are masters at incrementalism. Incrementalism. That means step by step. They're very patient. They're not pushing to get everything done. Otherwise, they would have tried to do it 30 years ago. Incrementalism. Look how much power they've gained. Look, every major institution now is in the control of the left, including the White House, the Senate the House, everything, you know, the courts pretty much, but now Trump appointed a lot of justices and judges, so we'll see how that goes when new court cases come up. But it says, true to their totalitarian leanings, leftists are generally globalists. That means they hate America, not because it's America, but because it is free and strong and full of independent people with conservative principles. So... I only touched on a portion of that article. Uh, It's called Technocracy's Plan for the World Excludes the Existence of America. So much more. uh, Sorry, I didn't get to about um, you might not be able to travel without a vaccine passport, digital proof that you've either been vaccinated or been tested for the virus. You know, that's coming up. Joe Biden has already asked government agencies to assess the feasibility of this digital vaccine passport. Denmark says they're ready to roll out a version. So keep up with these news stories. Don't get overwhelmed, though. Understand who is sovereign. This is all happening for a reason, friends, and all things work together for good to those of us who love God and are called according to his purposes. Always remember that. We are on his side. That's the winning side of truth. More, I'll let you know who our guests are the rest of this week when we come back on Stand Up For The Truth.
0: Stand Up For The Truth, a ministry of Lakeshore Communications Incorporated. Keep the discussion going on social media, Stand Up WI on Facebook and Twitter. Now we wrap up today's Stand Up For The Truth. Little victory. Parlor is back online, friends. They've got new whatever they need, to the servers and everything
1: else. P-A-R-L-E-R dot com. P-A-R-L-E-R dot com. Parlor is back. You will not be censored there. So they were gone for a month due to the communists. Um, communist sympathizers in America and the big tech cancel culture and everything else, the censorship that is so un-American, friends. But let's just ra- keep raising awareness about this. But Parlor is back. Tomorrow you will hear a replay of a, a great interview with Terry James, author of the book. Actually, he was the editor of a book, Lawless, with many, many, many um, different contributors and authors, including Jan Markel and others who put a chapter in that book. So Lawless is the book author Terry James. Tomorrow, it will not be a new podcast, but you'll be able to listen at q90fm.com, 9 a.m., so it'll be live tomorrow. And we'll put the link on the Facebook page. Then we've got Pastor Mike Abendroth with us on Thursday. We'll get a little uh, feeding at the trough of God's Word. And then uh, Friday, we're still working that out. Um, I'm talking with Anthony Woods and maybe a couple others. Um, You know what, guys? We're talking with Mike Lindell. Um, his people we're trying to schedule a time please keep that in prayer and any guests that you want to suggest to get us back uh, going again with some just some bold new men and women of god who are not ashamed of the gospel and will not back down from the truth Um, so suggest by emailing comments at standupforthetruth.com god bless you and as always keep speaking the truth about things that matter